Hey, we're here live. Our official episode of Hungry for Hope with Big Time Tim Kudges and Reckless Donnie Hart. Tim, I did a lot better than you, brother. Yeah, you're a lot louder. No, no offense, you know. You are my co-host f- for now. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but uh, we're officially live. We just signed our contract with Toxic Radio. We're on the air. Get used to me and big time for, for now. Anybody wants a co-host, please message me later. <laughs> but uh, today we, we got a great show. A great show. Big time. Tell them what we're doing first. We're going to eat some cheesesteaks. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to because Donnie's on his period and he doesn't eat meat anymore. We're, we're going to start off with our Dining with Donnie episode, segment, with, with whatever. Eating. And for anybody that listened last week, I'm a man of my word. First off, you know, I say what I mean. I mean what I say. If I say something, it's gold. And what did I say last week? I said I was not going to eat meat for Lent. For 40 days, the guy who eats more steak than anybody you ever met is going to eat meat. So that means big time is going to have to eat all these cheesesteaks. Next week, we are officially announcing our top five Philadelphia cheesesteaks. We're still doing a little research. So I brought two cheesesteaks to big time. Tim, you remember what cheesesteaks I brought to you? Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, you, you don't. I'm still looking for a co-host. And a- I mean, this rapper says uh, Campos, so that's one. We have a rapper on the episode today. Who? Eminem. All right, we have Campos Steaks and Sonny's. They're both on second market. They're right next to each other. I brought them to the studio. Tim's going to try them out. Uh, Tim, whatever one first. Go with this one. That's Campos. Second in market. They've been around forever. I ate them. They got a lot of cheese whiz on it. What do you think, big time? Them. I like Campos. Campos. Sonny's. Keep eating the Sonny's one. How is it? I felt like with the Sonny's one, you got to take another bite, Tim. Take another bite. Yeah, yeah, that's Sonny's. Big time's eating the Sonny steak right now. I want to tell a story while he's eating. So I do this cheesesteak challenge all over Philly. I, I was going great. I was eating three a day. And then I went to this place on Second Market. It's called Sonny's. I ate the steak. It was, it was pretty good. And 30 minutes later, I was puking my brains out at Sonny Steaks. I, I was sick for, for two days. I couldn't get out of bed. I, I was sick from Sunny Steaks. So big time. How was Sunny's? So that, that's what you just gave me. I, I just gave you that. And I didn't tell you. So I'll be looking for a new co-host. How do you feel? Are you, you sick yet? No, no. You I, look a little sick. It, was, it took a little bit. You're yeah. not. You're, I can't hear you. You're all right? We don't have a medical team at Toxic <laughs> Radio, but I can do it all. <laughs> so, so Big time. Maybe, maybe I got sick because I ate three a day. Maybe. But uh, it's a possibility. I, I needed somebody, because I like Sunny Steak, but I needed somebody else to eat it. And nobody would eat it if I told them I got sick. So you were, right. what do you call it? You're like a test dummy. Yeah, but I'm sure if, like, it was getting everybody sick, it might make the news. People would probably share not to go there. You know, stuff like oh, that. Oh, my God. Big time. I'm so glad you brought that up. If it was getting everybody sick. So I get to the studio today, big time. I swear to God, he comes in. He had a face mask on. He had a little mask on on his face. I'm like, big time, what are you doing? He's like, you know, I watch the news. I'm, I'm involved. Uh, there's a coronavirus. Coronavirus, I think it's called, and it's coming to New Jersey. So he told me for the show he's going to wear this mask. But big time, you, you can't talk with a mask on. You know how many scumbags sit in the studio? I don't want to... I don't want to catch anything. I mean, Anthony Hatred sits right over there. Right over there. But could you imagine this guy comes in on the show wearing a mask? I, I thought he was kidding me. I thought I was on some punk show. Wear my gloves, too. But, you know, it, it, it's real. Don't get it wrong. This coronavirus thing is pretty real. But uh, I think Sunny Steak might get you sicker than the coronavirus, in my public opinion. I don't know, but if we're going pound for pound, I'm giving it to Campos. Campos? Yeah. Now, Campos, I'll tell you what I thought about Campos, man. Their roll was so fresh. Top of the line. 
you know, I had to bring yours over the bridge from Philly to Jersey. You know, so it's been like 30 minutes. But I bet it was still pretty fresh. What do you think? No, it's good. I mean, a little, a little cool, but I wouldn't say cold. Just like temperature low. You know, they, they put the cheese whiz on. They don't hold back. They almost put a little too much. You know, this place is in a little fancy area, second and market. I don't know. You know, I guess they call that old city. They they put tons of cheese. And I've been to a lot of places like Phillips Steaks. They're considered the best. They they count every drop of cheese they put on big time. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do it, do it big. <laughs> At big time. Of course. And uh, go big or go home. They're fried onions. You didn't get them on yours. The fried onions, they're big. They put big dices. The meat's fresh. They cook it right there. The people aren't bad. They're, they're okay. Sonny's, not as good, but, you know, you got to ask yourself, do, do you want to get sick for two days? If you don't, don't go to Sonny's. In my opinion, I officially would never give anybody Sonny's besides my co-host. So, now knowing I have a fight in three days. What, what's you- the fight again, big time? Celebrity boxing. Mark, Celebrity boxing. March 7th. March Showboat. 7th. And he's on this show eating cheesesteaks so that people know what one's the best. This guy. The sacrifices the I make. The sacrifices this man makes for you people. It's amazing. I, I can't thank him enough for being such a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Big time. What do you think about Sonny's? I mean, it's not bad. You have me terrified to eat any more of it, but it, it, I'm not a big American cheese guy on my cheesesteak. Like, I want Wiz. I want Wiz piled it's on. It's American. You know You know why I put American on it? We're supposed to have Frankie Picard here. You know Frankie Picard big time? He's eating this steak right now. Look at him. Yeah, he was in a classic wrestling match last weekend. Yeah. We're going to get into his wrestling match last week and what you think about it. Unfortunately, Frankie Picard's not going to be in the studio, but he is going to be calling in. He's going to be calling in uh, probably within the next 10 minutes, I think. So if you want to send them hate messages on Facebook for not being here, I you mean. Know, he, sa- he said he messed up, messed up, messed up the time. Right. I, I think he's, a, you know, he, he probably did. But he's going to call in. That, that's awfully nice of him. And now you're going to have to eat his cheesesteaks. Well, well, hopefully it was the three cheesesteaks a day that got you sick and not, uh. That's well, you know, if you go down, I, I have faith in myself that I can keep on going and do this by myself. So, the winner out of them two cheesesteaks? The one that's done. Campos. <laughs> the one that's done. He's about to be done, brother. So, Campos definitely could be in our top five next week. So, we're going to do this top five big time. We, we talked about it. We're going we're gonna to name the top five cheesesteaks next week. Then every week, we're going to do a new one. We're going to have guests. Very entertaining guests. We have a lot of cool people booked. That show up to the show. That show up studio. to the show. You, you can't eat a cheesesteak if you call in. Mm. I, I don't got that kind of technology. Mm. So, and then we're going to pick the number one cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Number one. The number one. And and this is hard because I don't eat meat anymore. I gave it up. I'm a man of my word. I'm not eating meat. I'm looking for some good vegan cheesesteaks. But, uh, you know, hasn't been easy. Until then, Big Time's going to have to help me. He's going to have to eat a lot. And that's hard for the super heavyweight champion of celebrity boxing. Yeah, I mean, I got to eat some more. My opponent outweighs me by 86 pounds or something. 86 pounds. All right. Not a big differential. Yeah. Big time, if you could for me, you got some napkins over there. Could you wipe the cheese whiz off your face? Yeah, you got some shame shame on the one oh, side, no, cheese whiz on the left, brother. <laughs> Looking good. This guy's a mess, man. Oh, my God. Oh. And it, you're, you're hearing that from a mess. That's why I like hanging out with him. You know, he makes me feel better. Uh, so, big time, we're going to go from cheesesteaks that make people sick. To things that also could make people sick. We're heading over the bridge to South Philly. Recently in South Philly, they planned a safe injection site. It's an area where you can go shoot your drugs and, you know, not get in trouble. The whole plan was you you go into the site, 
You shoot your drugs. They got professionals there. And if if something happens, they, they can give you Narcan. Narcan's a, a drug or a remedy. Remedy? Is that the word? Yeah. I'm not good with words. I throw a mean left hook, though. Narcan. I don't do words. I do left hooks, brother. Narcan. Nah. They can save you. That's the whole point of it. And they decided out of nowhere they were going to put this in South Philly. Nice neighborhood. Where's it like Broad and Mifflin area? And they were just going to put this. And that's a kind of upcoming neighborhood. They're doing a lot of cool things over there. And one day they just out of nowhere, they, they said they were doing this thing. And, you know, that that's a big topic for us. Big Time has told everybody about his fights with his addiction, how he's overcome that, and his days spent in Kensington. And, you know, th- this means a lot to both of us. So this is a huge topic. I know people have gone nuts over South Philly. They actually protested it. It was supposed to open this week, and they went so nuts in South, South Philly people. If you don't know South Philly, man, a lot of angry Italians, they're, they're, they're good people, man. They, they stick to their word. They got morals. So we're, we're going to get into that. But first, we're going to stop. And we are going to bring you the man who didn't show up. Frankie Picard is on us live. Frankie! Hey. How I'm sorry. Frankie. I am so sorry. Apologize so, a big time, too. Apologize a big time. I'm not accepting shit. Big time. I'm definitely apologize, man. You know. Frankie, I like you. I'm Tim likes you. Man. You know. We like you. I'm sure there was a reason. We like you. That's why we still got you on. Anybody else, we probably would have said, you know, forget about it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a great father, right? You're, how many kids you got? Yeah. Oh, I got, I got a lot of kids. I, I've seen you. How about that I, time I, uh, Halloween? I saw you in my neighborhood. You, you were trick-or-treating. You're a great dad. I see it with my own eyes, and I, I know that's what you were doing, and that's why you couldn't make it, you know, and I respect I respect a father like that. Thank you. So, thank you, Frankie. Tell everybody about yourself, man. You, you, you currently hold four championship belts in professional wrestling and celebrity <laughs> boxing. Tell, tell us about you. Yes. Um, I'm just you know I'm a family man. Uh, love I said my that already, Frank. They always come <laughs> first. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know video games. Anything. Um, I love to have fun, um, especially wrestling. Wrestling's in my heart. How'd you get into wrestling, Frank? Uh, uh, so, the funny thing was, when I uh, I used to have been a big fan of wrestling, um, I used to watch, when I first started watching, it was uh, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. So, I'm really showing my age right now. So, <laughs> uh, But... Uh, when I really started was when I saw The Rock and Triple H feud. Even though the feud been on for so long, I loved every bit of what, it. What year and, was uh, that? How long ago was that? Uh, that was, I would, try to, I would say probably 2000, more or less, I guess. Like uh, either 2000 or uh, 99. And how, how old are you, Frank? I am 37. My God, you don't look 37. You, you take good care of yourself, brother. Oh, thank, thank you. So that's what got you into it. How did you, when you finally decided to go train, wh- where did you go? How did you go about it? Tell people how you do this. I, I know it, but not not other people. Well, um, so at the time, I only knew about, like, WWE and WCW. And um, so I was like, uh, me and my friends was like, hey, why don't we sign up there and become a wrestlers and become wrestlers? And I was like, yeah, I'm down with it. And um, but my friend, he knew about the indies and I didn't know anything about the indies. Um, so we looked up everything like the closest training facility. And the first thing that popped up. Um, was combat is on CW. So uh, I left a message and uh, uh, got a call. Then I got respond back and was like, "Oh, why don't you come for the tryouts?" So I went there with the tryouts and um, 
I was going to go with my friend, but my friend was like, oh, I got to work. He had like 60 million excuses not to come. So I went there by myself. And uh, the tryout was like, it sucked. <laughs> but um, who, who were the guys there that running that ran the tryout? Um, so it was uh, DJ Hyde. Um, uh, at the time, it was DJ Hyde, Drew Gulak, um, and uh, a couple of other people. Now, Drew Gulak, he's in uh, WWE now, two hundred five live. Yes. So that's a big time guy. Uh, he, you know, he's a great. I heard he's one of the best technical wrestlers there is. Yes, he's the one that uh, trained me from top of the bottom. That's awesome, and, and I could uh, see Frankie. I, I watched your wrestling. I don't agree with everything, but I, I like your skill. You got a lot of skill, man. I see you put the work in. I could definitely tell you you had some decent trainers. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, Matt Tremont. Uh, Preacher. Um, so I have like a lot of good uh, trainers that was um, that that was in my background. Um, um, been to like different. Everybody taught me a lot of different styles and stuff. And um, what's up, Frankie? I'm, I'm gonna stop I've you. I've been loving it ever since. You've been loving it ever since. So we talk. You you know me. I was trained at the Monster Factory back when pretty. Pretty boy Larry Sharp was around. And, you right. know, he, he trained me. We had guys like Bill Wiles coming in and uh, Blue Meanie, who who helped me tons. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lewis, Lewis Martinez, the Punisher, who's killing it right now in NXT. And uh, right. we, we had great trainers. They taught us the business properly. They made sure we knew what we were doing. They, they didn't kid around. Right. Just like your trainers did, I, I assume, right? Yes. So. Yes. Unfortunately, not not everybody had training like that. They think that they can just do a couple moves in their backyard with some of their jabroni friends, and all of a sudden they're a professional wrestler. I heard this week. Yeah. I heard this week you wrestled in South Philly, right? Big time was oh, actually there, man. front row. Yes. And uh, you know, I, I heard. Unfortunately, you were in the ring, and not everybody do. Do what you did. They they don't have the training. They didn't have proper gear. T tell us about your, your show this weekend. So, um, I was at this uh, show. It was a uh, thing. And I was actually... Uh, well, who was the show? Who was like playing top, top Rope Wrestling? Huh? What was the show called? Top yeah, Rope Wrestling. So, top Rope Wrestling. And, um... I'm real, like, cool with them, like, good friends with them. And, you know, like, I love to help people out as much as I can. Um, that's what I like to do. I love to help out. So uh, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, uh, when I came in there. I just knew that I was booked. Now, I kind of forgot that I was booked on that show. But as soon as I came out, I was like, I might as well just come up there anyway. Um, so when they... When I came up there, uh, they was telling me, oh, you're going to be in this eight-man tag. Now, half of them I know. Uh, I know Slim Whiskey. He's been, like, in the uh, wrestling industry. Good, good guy. I wrestled, um, I wrestled with Slim Whiskey. I like him a lot. Right. And then you had uh, um, uh, uh, Michael Davis. Your mortal enemy. Davis, My, Michael Davis. Huh? Uh, yeah, you know him pretty good from Celebrity Boxing. I like I like him right. too, but uh, you know, not everybody was uh, like them though. Keep on telling us. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, like it was uh, El Guerrero and his tag partner, and you had another guy uh, named uh, Brian something, and then you had uh, Badlands Tony Badlands. Now Tony Badlands, he haven't like. You know, wasn't like he was trained, but I don't know. Like people, you you get trained the right way, and some things you get trained the wrong way, and some people you just don't have it. Um, but we all came up there and had a plan. I did a little pep talk. I said, "Listen, I said you had a you have a spotlight right now. You got something that's going on. You know, you got a lot of people that come there. 
um, people think already think that um, top rope wrestling is a joke. Well, you know, <coughs> Frank, I, I understand why well, people I, think that. I saw their their belt. Their belt was disgusting. Right. It was an embarrassment to professional wrestling. I can say this stuff now because I don't I don't give a fuck, Frank. I don't wrestle. No, I think their belts are an embarrassment. If you don't have the money to buy a belt, don't start a wrestling federation. Get the fuck right. out. Exactly. So some, some people belong in the stands, here. Frank. Some people should buy a ticket. Huh? Some people should buy a ticket, not start a promotion. That is definitely true. I am 100% behind you on that. So these these wrestlers, you know, when, when Larry taught me, Larry told me, you ask the person uh-huh. in wrestling who trained them. And, you know, right. if, if they're some jabroni not dressed in proper gear, they're not trained properly, they didn't have a trainer, I, I was taught, I was trained, I'm, I'm a shoot wrestler too, I have a big amateur background, I was taught to take it to them, to hurt them, to take them out of our business. Some people don't like that. And I I know that's what you said on them lines, that you wanted to hurt people, and some people got angry. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, believe what you. I did, like, like, what I, I, did, I, I like, agree with uh, you. Yeah, did I, I hit, I hit, like, you know, did I went shoot on people? Yes, I did went shoot on people. Why? Because it was, it was just, you know, everything that you was taught not to do, it shouldn't happen all at once. And, like, the dude Al Guerrero, now I'm, like, I'm not even going to, like, name, like, fuck his wrestling name and all that shit. Pagan. Louis Pagan? Fuck it. He's like this. Like, every time I sit there and I talk to him, yes, I have an issue with him. Yes, I'm going to talk to him in front of his face when I see him. Because this is, like, ridiculous. Um, so... I was talking, we always, we was setting up, had a meet, like have a little meeting. I told them, I said, listen, y'all have the ball, y'all need to take it. And y'all right there. I said, the people that's more experienced go with the people that's unexperienced. And these but people God, probably didn't no. listen to you at all from what I heard. Some of them. Now, some of them are good people. Yeah. You mentioned some good people. Some. Right. But so, uh, I so have, I, I have, so I, I have no time for people who disrespect our business. And Frankie, just before right. you keep going, thank you so much for protecting this business. If you get in there with a jabroni who's not trained properly and goes into business for himself, you should teach exactly. him a lesson. Right. And, and the whole thing is like this. I put, it's like, it was like this. Uh, God had a tag partner. And once, like, he got tagged and he started going in. I, like, grabbed my hand, gave him my hand, tagged me in. He's like, he's in his mind. Is like, I have family. I have, uh, I have like all these promoters out there looking at him. I had, um, uh, the fucking celebrity got um, celebrity boxing yeah. people crew. My co-host, big time was I got there. to big show everybody there. who I am. Who, who and said then he that? forgot about his tag partner. He left his fucking tag partner hanging, and I was like, what the fuck? And then that's why I did what I did. As soon as they come up there and I turn around, I heard it in my ear. Take it home. Okay, I grabbed the chair and that's what I did. You know, everybody wants to People be a superstar, like, Frankie. Everybody thinks they're like Hulk Hogan. They all want to be this superstar. No, in wrestling, know your role. Do what you do. <coughs> do the job. Not everybody's Hulk Hogan. People lose. You know, it's right. You know, it's professional wrestling for Christ's sake. Even Hulk Hogan lost. Even Hulk Hogan lost. And you're, you're yeah. a guy who does your job. You're trained properly, and, you know, that's how it should be. We got to get rid of people who aren't in the wrestling business. I, yeah, I can exactly. say this stuff now. You know, you're going to get a little heat, Frank, I'm going to be honest. Because, you are you know, people people will try to, you know, talk behind your back because they don't like what you're saying, but you're saying the truth. Me, I just don't give a fuck, Frank. I don't wrestle no more. You know, I don't care. Even if I... Even- even if I wrestle or don't wrestle, I'm still going to say it. I'm not a person that, like, be around the bush or just smile. And then but not everybody. There's guys who are, are trained like you and everything, but they don't have the same principles. They're afraid to speak out because they want that next booking. They want to get that payday. They want to get that hot dog. They're not going to talk. They're, they're going to be quiet. Right. And, you know. Well, the first thing that, the first thing that started off, I was already upset because, 
they was like, oh, we're going out to, like, Manny Strong's song. And I was like, wait, no, we're not, because that's Matt Tremont's song. And I respect Matt Tremont because Matt Tremont did a lot for me. And then when I came out there, they still played Matt Tremont's song. That was the reason why I grabbed the mic and said what I had to say. I said, that's not my song. That's not any of these other guys' song. That's Matt Tremont's song. Thank you that we all know that he's here. And Matt Tremont was there, right, Frank? Matt Tremont was there. uh, Matt Tremont was on the card or he was there, right? Yeah, he was on the card and he was there. For people who don't know Matt Tremont, he's one of the most respected wrestlers in the area. He does deathmatch, but he is... right. He is a skilled wrestler and a great person. I don't say that, you know, I don't beat around the bush. If I didn't like the dude, I'd tell you. I, I like Matt right. Tremont. And uh, that's complete disrespect to come out to his song yeah. when he's there and he's one of the main eventers. The guy's the guy's a draw. Complete disrespect. Right. And I went to the I went to the uh to the DJ slash promoter or whoever he was. Um he was up there and I told was him. He hey, jabroni or was he a jabroni or was he a jabroni or was he alright? First, I was like, okay, he's cool. You know, like, I came to him. I talked to him. I talked to him and Manny, uh, Manny even Manny Strong talked to him. I was like, listen, I said, you can't come, you can't, we can't use his song because that's Matt Tremont's song. I said, come out to my song. And I, then he I like, was like, I like oh, Manny Strong. I know Manny Strong from Celebrity Boxing. I, I like Manny. Yeah. So it's like, I helped, you know, I talked to him. was like, well, I talked to the promoter of slash DJ, or I don't know if he was a promoter or whatever the case would be. But I talked to him. I say, let the music come out. Let them come out to my music. We can't come out to Manny Strong music because that's Matt Tremont. Matt Tremont's the record, most recognized. So they said, okay, um, I got it down. I got to write it down. I said, all right, cool. So they did the other team. They came out first, and then they still played Matt Tremont's song, which I think that was a disrespect, period. So that's the reason why I grabbed the mic and went shoot. And I know the guy in the DJ, he was like looking all shocked, like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. I don't give a fuck. If I feel like somebody's being disrespectful, then I'm going to I'm gonna correct it. And that's why now, I brought you on the show, maybe, Frank. That's why I brought you on the show. I like that. We need more of that. Like, I love this business. I love this business to death. You know, I, I, I'm like... People, they'll come up there and they'll do this and they'll do that. And they're like, oh, man, you did this the wrong way. Maybe I did do it the wrong way. But it comes to the point at the, at that factor when I see, hey, you're trying, to be a, you're trying to be a general that you haven't been in the ring for a long period of time, but you lied and say, hey, I did Puerto Rico. I did that. And I'm out there killing it. And the promoters up there is like, okay, well, let's see what you got. Or you talk to the other guy, and the guy's like, yeah, I'll start back training. No. Look at their background. If somebody, if I was a promoter, I will go up there. It's like, okay, where did you train at? You tell me where you train now, I'm going to look it up, and then I'm going to talk to that um, that trainer and say, hey, is it okay for me to um, use him at a show? If they say, no, he's not ready, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use my time and embarrass my company or embarrass him or me. Now, Frankie, yeah, I love everything you're like saying. I, I love it. I, I'm sorry not, not to cut you off. But, Frank, no, I'm, I, I'm a straight shooter, Frank. Uh, I, I saw your match. I watched it. Right. Frank, I like you, but I had a problem. Y- your wrestling gear, tell me about it. You, you're wearing Zumba pants? <laughs> so, um, so, my character has changed. I'm, like, basically a guy that comes out with a cigarette. Um, All right, but where did the Zoomer um, pants? Did you have wrestling boots on? What were you wearing on your feet? Uh, I had kick pads on. Kick pads. Yes. What are uh, they? Are they like the sparring? Uh, kick pads. They go on. Uh, like no, they're for high flyers. They're what CM Punk wore. Okay. So you... Um, I I do that. Um, I've seen you wear some like good gear, though. I've seen you with good gear. And then I right. I see at times where you do it, so you're you're a guy who does both. And me, you know, right. I understand sometimes why you do it, but uh, other people, man, you know, they they all come out, they come out in in jeans or something, and then and then you know they'll say, oh well, such and such. Well, one guy told me I, I went to this show, All Point Wrestling, great thing. I'm talking to you know somebody. They weren't on the card, but somebody else, and they were like, yeah, I dress like Nick Gage. Nick Gage does it. I can do it. 
You're, you're not fucking Nick Gage. Nick Gage, Nick Gage put in blood, sweat, and tears. He can wear whatever the heck he wants in the ring. Great dude. Right. He's fought all over the country, all over the world. You're not him. You're not John Cena. Put on some wrestling trunks, I told this kid. And, you know, you, you, you do it sometimes. But I noticed other guys, especially in that, that show that Tim went to, some of them guys were wearing, you know, they looked like they were at the gym. They looked like bums. You, you don't come into the business I love, the business you love, the business I put sweat, tears in, the business I almost lost my life for, and wear some junk. When I trained at the Monster right. Factory, we had nobody on the card that was wearing T-shirts, that was wearing that. Why, why are so many guys in this business, they don't care about training now, They and they don't care about what they wear? Why, Frankie? It wasn't like that back in the 80s. No, it, it, um, be honest to tell you the truth, um, it's not. I did, um, like I said, when I first started, I done took down like history. I done watched history of people who have done it in the past. Um, I'm, I done talked to and, and like spoke like people done took bumps on the floor before they even, you know, be in the ring because the ring is basically, that is precious. Frankie, that when, is, I trained with, when I trained with Larry Sharp, me and Tommy Macklin, right. He goes by Steve Cutler. He was my training partner. We came in together. He's an NXT WWE now. We weren't allowed in right. the ring for two weeks. Two weeks. They said 30 days, but we did pretty good. And we were there like five days a week in the beginning. And we did right. chain wrestling outside the ring. We were not allowed in the ring. You said it perfect. That that was their holy grail. And that, yes. that used to mean something. And then it was like even... So I, I respect that rules. I stay with that rules. I stay with that rules process. Now I'm looking like people is like, okay, and they're like in the ring and they're doing whatever they can. More power to them, more respect, okay. But to me, it's like I like I was brought up watching old school style. I was brought up watching this. And for me to change uh, my characters, people will come in and be like, oh, I'm going to come in wearing, like, jeans, or yeah, and, I can come in and wear shorts. If you don't fit the character, don't do it. And, and Frankie, another thing, if you're, you're, you're not a huge guy. You're, you're not a huge guy, but you put in the work. You're one of the better technical wrestlers in the area. You're in the gym every day. You're in great shape. You put in that work. You look good in the ring. You look good in your trunks. Why do these guys think they can be a professional anything and not put in the work? They don't go to the gym. They're overweight. They don't look good. No, not an athletic bone in their body. Who the hell do they think they are getting in the ring trying to join professional wrestling? They tell all their buddies they're a pro wrestler. No, you're not. You're a bum. Why do people do that? Uh, I, like I said, one, I don't know, like, everybody. I can't speak for everybody. I can't speak for, like, with their mind frame. You know, maybe the, their biggest, you know, like, we all started off as uh, as fans, you know. Oh, we like that certain person. We like that person. Hey, half of the motherfuckers like fucking John Cena. I'm going to come in and look like John Cena. You're not John but, Cena, Tom. <laughs> exactly. Guy, exactly. Guys like Matt and, Tremont, Nick Gage, they put in the work. They earned it. They were great wrestlers. They're allowed to do it. Joe Blow, right. who just got trained in his backyard by his cousin, nah, forget about it. <laughs> Frankie, we, just, we, had, we had a great time. So anything anything uh, you want to wrap up with before we let you go? Yes. Um, so my my thanks to all the promoters, y'all. Take notes. Uh, what you saw Saturday, if y'all was there, if anybody was there Saturday, take notes. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. I'm not going to be around the bush. People that didn't like what I did, I do apologize on that but I'm not going to apologize on something that, that should never have been done in the first place. Take notes. If somebody say, hey, I trained, and you don't know who that person is, please do your background, please do your history, and please take notes. And please ask the trainers if they're ready to get in the ring. Because if they don't, then please do not bring them in, the, in, in your company. If that is, that is just not just only the, um, the unprofessional wrestling part, but it's also the promoters because if you know this, a lot of jabroni promoters to a lot of jabroni promoters, right? And if you know this, and if you still put them on, you're as much as fault as them. Frank, I, I just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, 
You've been awesome, man. We might have you back on another day. I know Big Time wants to thank you. He has something to say. No, no, no. I was just thinking back when you guys were talking about the match real quick. I know it's out of left field, but you guys didn't stop talking to give me a chance to voice my opinion. Uh, Frank, uh... this is what I got to deal with, brother. (laughs) Talk about jabronis. But I I think (laughs) he's the kind of guy who'd come out, you know, not in proper gear and tell you he was trained by Hulk Hogan. Continue, continue, Hulk Jr. I remember you telling me, like, at the Monster Factory, the first two matches of the show couldn't even leave the ring. Absolutely not. You're not going off the top rope. You couldn't leave the ring because you're the undercard. You're you're not the main event. There's a reason. But, uh, yeah, in your match, people were going off the top rope, he said. And that's not how you do business. Somebody would have kicked your ass back in the Monster Factory locker room. Larry Larry didn't kid around. But uh, hey, awesome, awesome having you, man. Thanks for being, oh, thank you, man. protecting the business. Thanks for being a good father, good person, man. Uh, and you know, stay hungry, Frank. Stay hungry. I see a lot in your future. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you, man. And uh, like once again, I do apologize um for my my showing. But um, when hey, hey just don't let it happen on, again. Y'all have me on there again. Uh, you definitely, um, I'll definitely be there. Now I have to eat your cheesesteak, Frank. Man. That's the first time you you did something I didn't <laughs> like, and uh, but I, I like you. Besides that, I, I don't like that you didn't show up. I was a little pissed off, but you're a good guy. You called in, you you still did it, and Tim's happy because he gets to eat your cheesesteak. So Tim's happy. I was pissed off, but I'm 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 all right now. I like you, Frank. So thanks oh, for thank calling you, in, you. and uh, you know, have a great night, brother. We'll see you later. All right, you too. See you. All right, that was Frankie Picard. Yeah, you know, I, I was a little pissed off at Frankie, I'm not going to lie. I uh, believe you called him a cocksucker before we went on to the to the show. No, 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 I didn't. Did, I have a lot of respect for Frankie. Toxic Mike, did he call him a cocksucker? Uh, I was upset he wasn't here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I just say what I mean, I mean what I say. But Frankie's a great dad. He had stuff going on. There was a reason he wasn't there. I think Big Time might have even paid him off so he could eat his cheesesteak, you sneaky bastard. It's a possibility I sent a Venmo or Jabroni. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, Frankie touched on great stuff. Uh, we, we have no time for Jabroni wrestlers. You know, I, I was ex-pro wrestler, and, you know, I fucked up my pro wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not perfect, man. I, I messed up big time. Uh, you know, but I'm not messed up now, and I'm, I'm going to call it as I see it. You know, nobody should be in the ring that doesn't train. They're out of shape. They're wearing a gym t-shirt, sneakers, you know. Unless you're the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, them guys earn the freaking right. But enough of that. I'm kind of hot. I'm a little angry about that. Let's get back. He's just mad that he can't eat cheesesteaks and I get to double fist him. I'm getting a little angry. Brother, he's double fisting. No. All right, big time. We're going to go back to a serious note. We are talking about the safe injection site. Right. So uh, just recently, we were on the phone with Father John Stabino. He was supposed to be on the show, but uh, Donnie sent him the wrong time. (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) Father John, for you who don't know him, he's from South Philly. He's he's a priest, but not in the priest's way, you know? He's... He's a priest, but he's not. You know, he wears the, the collar, I think they call it, right? Yeah. So he, he's been in the street, you know. <laughs> just put it this way. Father John, my, my brother who passed away, God bless his soul. I called up Father John. He had come to some of my wrestling matches. I knew him. He does a lot of work in the community, the addiction community. I see him help people. I like the dude. I like you. I let you know. If I don't like you, I let you know. You know, that's, that's how I am. So I called up Father John in this dark freaking moment. I asked him if he would come to my brother's funeral, pay the final respects, you know? He spoke at it. We're get done. We're at this funeral. You know, this is the toughest moment of my life. And I'm out in the parking lot. It's me, my buddy, Big Greg. And Big Greg is big in every freaking way. You ever seen a house where you ever see one walk? Then you haven't seen Big Greg. We're in the parking lot, and Big Greg brought a cooler beer. It's like probably, what, what, 10 in the morning. And there I am with Big Greg, this huge, huge guy. Father John Stabino. Help other my hoodlum friends, you know? They showed their respect. It was pretty cool, but, you know, 
We're drinking beer in the parking lot at this church in, uh, in New Jersey. We're chugging beer. So that, this is Father John. He's not drinking beer at all. But he's a guy. You know, he came out. He did all this for me. He's a great dude. He does so much work in addiction community. Almost too much, according to the Catholic Church. And the diocese, I think they call it, right, Tim? Is that what they... I don't know. Mike would know. Yeah, Mike would know. I don't know who Mike... Oh, the guy? Oh, Mike. Yeah, yeah I know Mike. Yeah, Mike. Woohoo! <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> freaking this guy. So Father John did so much work. He was so outspoken in the addiction community. The Catholic Church basically told him, you got to choose, brother. They probably didn't say brother, but I did, so get over it. <laughs> they said, you got to choose. They said, you know... You step away from doing all this work you're doing, being some so outspoken, or or take a break from being a priest. I swear to God, that's what they told him. And Father John, that was a hard decision, he told us. And at the end of the day, he, he stepped away for the year. He took a year off, I think, in July. He moved from this area to Florida, Boca he lives in. And now he runs uh, to rehab, right, Tim? Yeah, he said it. Uh, I forget what he was saying. Like but a sober yeah, house and rehab. And, you know, this dude gave up <sighs> all that just to go help these addicts, to help these freaking people. That tells you the kind of character. Flees from South Philly. And and they go to put a safe injection site. And people think, you know, a lot of people in the addiction community might like this. No, 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 not Father John. So we talked to him. I, I'm going to let big time Tim go. I talk too much, he says. Tim, tell us, you, you just got done talking to Father John. It was your first time talking to him. Uh, and I know you got a lot of feelings on this safe injection site. Take over, brother. Do yeah. your job. Yeah, so it's like we shared the same similar sentiments about it. Like, of course, yes, it's going to save life. So in that way, it, it's a good thing, you know, a life saved. But it's not getting to the source of the problem. I don't understand why we're just not going to take that money, put it into open and free rehabs, stuff, detoxes, stuff like that, and get to that source of the problem. That's how I stopped. I was shooting heroin for over four years, so I don't know where I would be if there was a safe injection site. I don't know if I would have used that as a crutch, traveled down there when I, because I kept ODing. I don't know. But it doesn't push the issue that needs to be fixed. People need to get off the heroin. They don't need a safe space to do it. I can't say I'm totally against it because it's going to save lives. So if it saves one life a year, it's worth it. You know what I mean? There's no value on life. or Life's invaluable. But um, they, it's, it's just a whole weird situation to me. Like, all right, so a person goes up, goes to Kensington, buys heroin, are they going to travel down to South Philly? I sure as hell wouldn't. I wouldn't make that trip. I'm, if I'm going to get heroin, I'm going to do it right then. If the place closes, like Father John said, is the person going to wait to do heroin the next day? Well, you, big time, you tell us, been around. So I say you can shoot heroin at my establishment from, you know, 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock comes and you still want to shoot your heroin. Big time, would you not shoot your heroin because, you know, we're closed? Is that what... Wait until tomorrow, 9 o'clock? No, right. I would shoot my heroin in the woods by the train tracks in Kensington like a, like a grown-up. Like a grown-up. All right. Uh, <laughs> so so you don't like this whole safe injection thing, do you? No. Uh, see, and I keep I catch myself every time I say no because at the yeah, same you time. you looked up the stats big time. It's they safe. have it where at? They have one already out in the country. Yeah, right? Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver. They've had it for a while. And what's the stats there? It, are people, are they saving people's lives? Yeah, I mean, the, the overdose rate is down by like 20%, I believe it was, since before they got it. And I mean, that's a lot of people that die every year in Philadelphia. So if we can save 20% of those lives, I mean, it's worth it. But. I feel like, I don't, oh, it's a catch-22, I go both sides, because I want the lives saved, but I also want people to not be addicted to heroin, so kind of, they contradict each other. So if this thing saves one life, is it worth it, or? I mean, yeah, but. But it could be hurting people, it could, it could cost people their lives, because instead of getting it clean, they're going to keep on shooting heroin, so they, they might not die in that facility, but. At 501, when that facility's closed, they might go shoot heroin somewhere else. That is a solid point. And then what is Philadelphia going to 
decriminalize heroin possession. Yeah, what if you're bringing your heroin to this facility? This What's it called? A safe injection site. What if the cops just stop people walking towards it down the street and just fucking you know, search? Now, big time, a lot of people think the same as you and Father John. So many people thought so. They actually protested it and stopped this thing for now. Why not they, just put it in Kensington, too? Like, people were upset. This? They they kind of blindsided people. But you know me, Tim, I, I like to get both sides. So I, I did talk to somebody today, and uh, I think we're going to get them on the show. They are a big advocate in the addiction community in Philadelphia. They lost a loved one to them, to, to addiction, and they are for this this site. So I, I really want to hear what they had to say. I respect this person. I love what they're doing. Her name's Destiny. She's doing great things. Father John speaks the world of her. They don't always agree. That's how it is. You know, people in this world too much, if you're not for them, they hate you. You know, if if you're against, if you don't agree with them, they, they think you're a horrible person. No, no, no. You don't have to agree. Look at both sides. And, you know. I mean, you are a horrible person, but yeah, I get what you're saying. That had nothing to do with me mm-hmm. thinking, you know, you shouldn't have your own radio show. You tried to force, force me to eat a poison cheesesteak, so. We still got some left. Sonny's cheesesteak, yo. And you can see big... Oh, you can see big time right now. We're on video. Whoa. He's over here. I'm telling you. fancy technology. He doesn't look good. The kid doesn't look good. I'm sweating a little bit. I think he... He doesn't look good. I think he's getting sick. You getting sick, brother? I don't think I'm getting sick. It's a little little hot. Hot in the studio. Probably because you just ate a poison cheesesteak. Well, you fed me a poison cheesesteak. You know, I let you you eat this cheesesteak... I mean, it was. A I real, didn't tell you. What do you What do you think? It was what a real, it? real piece of shit move. Oh, but, right. you know, got a fight coming up. But, not saying you're a piece of shit, but your action was a piece of but shit. Big action. Time, what would you do if you had a co-host you you, you didn't really like? <laughs> you, you wanted to have your own show, live that life, and you day. wanted to get rid of them. What What would you do? Like that was my only option to bring you in food poison and try to get rid of you, brother. Uh, you push a man into a corner; he doesn't have many options. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you a membership to the safe injection site. You, you think Campos is going to be in our, our top five big time? Yeah, they're top five. But you haven't. <laughs> you ate like Listen, three cheesesteaks in Philly. I took the time I, out. I, I am Philadelphia. I took him out one time. I uh, We went to Max's over North Philly. Rough neighborhood. Germantown. <laughs> yeah, we went over there. And, uh, and then we went to Tony Luke's. One of them might be in it. What do you think? You see one of them in it? Tony Luke's. He really liked Tony Luke's. I really like Tony Luke's. I love Steve's Prince of Steaks. Steve's Prince of Steak, they could be. I I would love to know what everybody else thinks. Please feel free to tell us. Let us know what what cheesesteak you think. Philly. Philly. Donkeys is in Camden. That's New Jersey. Forget about it. We're doing Philly. Yeah, you can't. No. Not with Jersey, not yeah. cheesesteaks. I know they have some good places, but nah. Yeah. Not going to happen. Unless we do like a Jersey Shore edition of uh, cheesesteaks and run up and down the Jersey Shore. You believe this guy? This is the kind of shit I got to put up with. My God, it's almost 8 o'clock. <laughs> Big time. Don't, fin- don't eat that. Finish it. I, I, I'm not I eating meat. It. So I, I told you guys. I'm trying to talk to these people, and you want me to face fuck myself with a cheesesteak. I, I told the... The viewers who didn't listen to last week, I, I told everybody I'm I'm giving up meat for Lent. You know, I've been eating these cheesesteaks. I I had some tough times eating all these cheesesteaks. Uh, yeah, hard life. My, my mom calls me every day. She says, Donnie, you, you got to you gotta call a doctor. And speaking of calling somebody, we got a phone call. I have no idea who it is. Probably somebody I owe money to or something or big time Tim's friend. Frankie, Let's Fra- go live. We got a phone caller. It, it's probably a piece of shit. Scumbag, though? Really? Why hey, gotta be a scumbag, though? Sir. I mean, you kind of fit the description. Donnie Hart here. How, <laughs> how you doing? Oh, I don't have a problem with Donnie. I like Donnie. Oh, thank God, man. I, I was about I to mean, I thought, I, thought, I thought at the end of the day Donnie had a co-host, but I figured at this point he's just got to shove his hand up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. Who, who, who's all you're this? doing is eating cheesesteaks. Who's this? This is a guy that keeps bitching out the Damon. What's his name? 
Anthony Hatred. I think Anthony Hatred live here. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say I keep bitching after Damon? I showed up. I called him out. We were at the press conference. You literally ran by. Oh, you came to the press conference. I showed up. That was him in the bandana. You came running out. Tell us what happened. There was a press conference for Celebrity Boxing, which is going to be March 7th at the showboat in Atlantic City. And we had a press conference in Philly. And you showed up. Tell the people. Well, I showed up because Damon showed up on my show and called me out. Your show, Toxic Takeover, right? So Damon right? shows up, calls me out, and tells me, you know, like, I won't be man enough to show up to your press conference. But I did. Oh, yeah, brother. You're I didn't man see enough. Any of, I didn't see any of you defending the king. Well, I mean, I you saw were, you guys standing there with cell phones. Barely, I mean, thanks for the promotion. We barely seen you when you ran by with a bandana well, covering you might, your face. It, it, you know what it was? You know what it was? It was your forehead covering your eyes. So you couldn't really see. But I'll forgive you. I'm a lone wolf, brother. Mike, do I, I don't a... sit in groups. Or was it, was, it, was it that Mickey Mouse belt? Did you hold that up too high and you couldn't see over it? <laughs> First off, my Big belt is time, beautiful. he just called your belt <laughs> Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I, listen, I don't know I'm if I like this guy or not. You look like baby Huey. Is my forehead really big? This is bothering I don't know if I right love now. this guy or hate this guy. Right. What do you guys think? Do you I'll think? Uh, I mean, did you did you go on eBay to get that belt to look special? No, I think Damon went on eBay. That's, and got that's an eBay belt. belt. I, I kind of like the belt. I don't know. I don't know, Anthony. You might be. Oh, uh, listen, if, listen. If Damon gave it to you, it's worth about ten bucks. You should see the belt on. Uh, I mean, I can get, I can get one at Target. I mean, do you want another one? I mean, you can be the champion of the guy that doesn't see relevant shit happening. Show some respect. You're talking. You're talking to the super heavyweight champion of celebrity boxing, brother. Show some respect. Oh, there is no such thing as a champion at celebrity boxing. There's no such thing. You're talking to one. And then every listen, everybody's gonna say, "Oh man, well why don't you come and step in the ring with me?" I called your owner out, and he did nothing. Nothing. No, no, nobody owns me, first off, the Mr. Hatred. The celebrity he owns boxing. celebrity boxing. Stop, Donnie, I like you. Don't ruin this, Donnie, I like you. I'm just saying, nobody owns me. I mean, at the, at the end of the show, I want you to say, like, say hello to your mother for me, because you got you kind of got, like, a Boston accent going. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's kind of like it's kind of like Wahlberg. I was just going for the guy double-fisting the cheesesteaks, telling me he's a fighter. Well, he, he's doing it because I made him do it. Yeah, cut him some slack. Hopefully your ringside. I mean, yeah. if he wants to eat, if he wants to eat up and be butterbean, I mean, he's being quiet, kind of quiet on the phone. He doesn't have a whole lot to say. Yeah, I, I'm training to fight super heavyweights. So I'm eating fucking cheesesteaks. What are you gonna do? I mean, he was like, "Hey, man, that scumbag sits there, and you pointed at the chair that Damon sits in." So that kind of says a lot, right there. I didn't even right point there. at a chair when I said that. This guy's such a good fighter. He can eat cheesesteaks the week of his fight. That's how good he is. What was the, the... He's like Mike Tyson. But not, you know what I mean? Uh, wait, wait, who, who, who are you fighting? Who are you fighting again? Who are you fighting, big time? Tell uh, this guy. Luis Perez, the guy that. Who the fuck is that? He's special is force. That? Special force. Yeah, he's a big motherfucker. Special he's 300... force of what? Of pro wrestling. Come on, come on, come on. Listen, I'm not. I, mean, I don't I, fight listen, celebrities. I fought I a celebrity once. I got a, I got once, a, I got a girl that's a lesbian. That's a co-host. That's better than you. Woo! I mean, at least she talks. What does the lesbian thing have anything to do with it? <laughs> Who cares? Well, Just that, go with it. What, that's what Just she means by that, and she talks. I mean, she talks, but would she yeah, not like talk because like she's I a lesbian? That, and you just pulled out lesbian out of that. Like, well, I mean, it seems very hom- homophobic that you would say that. It made me uncomfortable. Well, I'm glad you're on. I'm, I'm glad you're on toxic radio, though. I am. I'm very glad. Why you're on are toxic you? Radio. Why are you so Somebody glad? Needs, so, I, listen. Don, Donnie can work it, but, so, you know, you need a coach. You're like, Donnie's like Tom Green. You're like that other guy nobody knew about. Yeah, well, I mean, a bunch of people might accidentally tune into your show because I'm on a network, so it's crazy. We'll both benefit. They might. They might because they, they want to get that plastic belt, and I'm going to let them know where they could get it. I mean, you could come get it, too. I'm going to let them know. You can All come. Right. See, any, that's the same thing. Any day of the going, week. Ah, you can come get it. You can come get it. Your your boss don't even want to yeah, fight. I mean, you like to talk shit. He's a retired fighter. You like to talk shit. I like to fight. I love I to mean, talk shit. I don't like it. I fucking love it. Well, hopefully you're See, there so on March seventh. If I come, if I come, if I come, and I give you the smoke, man, you're gonna come to my show and you're gonna apologize and you will like it. I want all the smoke. I want an apology. I want yeah, the, the, the amount of smoke, Frankie Picard smoke. Don't bring, don't bring me the one I'm gonna throw off with. 
Just thank you to Card Doctor Jordan. Thank you to Card's fucking amazing. Anthony Hatred, it's been great having you on the show, brother. <laughs> nah, it hasn't. Okay. We're going to have to go. We, we got a show to do. See you March 7th. See you March 7th, Big Time says. Goodbye. Get, get him out of here. Oh, shit. We only have four minutes left. Time flies. And you know what that means. Four minutes we got. Big Time Timmy tells it like it is. Hold up. Let me take a sip real quick. Big time. Did I tell you about this? Bean to Bean Coffee. They got a beer now. Do they? Dock Street. They make a beer for Bean to Bean. Everybody knows Bean to Bean. They're the coffee company I, I talk about all the time. They're out of Port, Port Richmond, Philly. They now have a beer. Es Espresso? Am I saying that right? Espresso? Oh, oh. So it's got the caffeine, so it keeps you from blacking out when you drink a lot of them. Exactly. Perfect. Stout with espresso at it. Beanthebean.com. Check out their website. They got the best coffee around. And now we're going to go to everybody's favorite moment. We're going to go to Big Time Timmy Tells It As It Is. Like it is. Big Time Timmy Tells It Like It Is. Yeah, Tim. He's never going to get this right. It's ridiculous. Oh I don't do words. I do left hooks, Big Time I'm about to, it's about to be about Donnie being so disrespectful, but you know, we talked about the safe injection site. I was going to cover that for this subject, but one thing we didn't get to talk about is probably who will go down as one of the greatest heels in professional wrestling by the end of his career. And that's, that's MJF. Oh my God. We, we forgot to mention that to Frankie. T tell us about that big time. My man literally. Gave he, a, he gave the kid a little kid the finger at a photo shoot. Now, who is he? He's a professional wrestler. AEW. AEW, all, all elite wrestling, yeah. ran by Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And, uh, the, yeah, and all those young yeah. bucks, Kenny young Omega, bucks. Tony Khan. So this guy, they had, what, an autograph signing or something? Yeah. And a guy came up with his seven-year-old son. <laughs> what did this freaking guy do? He gave the kid the finger. He gave the kid the finger. And then the media reached I mean, out a lot, to him. A lot of kids are assholes, though. You know, so it's maybe, like, maybe he didn't know it was a kid, I'm thinking. Maybe, you know. I, I would, I've seen little people, they call them, that, you know, they, they look like kids, but they're really 25. I, I would actually you probably know. really like to give kids the finger. So they asked him. The media reached out to him. <laughs> and they said, like, uh, what do you think about this? What, what did he say, Tim? Did you see that? No, no. He, he said, fuck them kids. <laughs> It was like on a Jericho cruise. He was booked on a Jericho cruise, and he, um, he if somebody looked him in the eye, he would yell at them. He wouldn't take pictures with so anybody. Like this, right? Tim? Like he lives the heel, the heel gimmick. He you lives like his gimmick. Yes. You, you like the fact that this jabroni cursed at some kid and said, "Fuck the kid." Yeah, fuck that kid. You, you think that's cool? Yeah. I think you and him are jabroni, Tim. I don't think that's cool. Oh, I'm cool. surprised we don't agree about something. I don't think it's cool you don't do that to kids, man. Do it to me, MJF. Do it to me. I mean, you probably don't, would. Don't do it to some kid. Well, what is the guy? He's probably five foot. I've seen him. Five foot, 100 pounds. You know, he's athletic. Don't get me wrong. He's a good wrestler. But you don't you don't speak to kids like that, Tim. You don't do it. He wasn't speaking. He just gave him the finger. Uh, he said, fuck them kids, Tim. I mean, that was afterwards. He didn't tell, directly. Tell the story, Tim. Don't lie to me, Tim. That's All right, disrespectful. Well, I'm telling it like it is. He's going to be one of the greatest. The go down in history is one of the greatest heels in professional wrestling. He lives the gimmick. It's awesome. But uh, Well, that's that's been big time, Timmy. What What's it again, Tim? You say it. Big time, Timmy tells it like it is. Yeah, the guy's the guy's so good with words, man. He's good. It's freaking awesome. He can say words. It's pretty cool, man. I like having somebody who's, you know, no, no, knows the alphabet or you know stuff like that. But, I know conjunctions, pronouns. Well, we'd like to thank everybody for our official live show on Hungry for Hope. This has been amazing. Before we leave, I just want to stress to everybody: we didn't get into today. We're here for everybody. We made this podcast to help the people going through bad times. Then people out there, if you're in rock bottom right now and you're listening, know this. Rock bottom is not the end. It can be your beginning. Anybody needs help, me and Big Time are here. We might not agree all the time. Please reach out to us, and we will be here next Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Toxic Radio. 
And if you want to listen to something besides us, you can check out Deathmatch Russell Podcast. It's David Russell, pretty good guy, tons of wrestling stuff. None of us heard the podcast yet. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if it's good or not, but the guy's nice. It's got to be better than hatred. So we're going to listen to it, and we're going to talk about it next week. Maybe. But uh, I'll see everybody Wednesday. And remember, everybody, stay hungry. Good night.